Welcome to the Texas Home Improvement Super Podcast with Jim Dutton. All the best calls this week throughout the state of Texas. Brought to you by James Hardy Siding, the best siding on the planet. Jan and Melissa, how can I help you? Hey, I love your show. A uh, while back, y'all had mentioned getting the air conditioning checked at the start of summer. Is there yes, anything ma'am. for a homeowner to do in the fall or coming in, heading into winter? Well, like you definitely checklist? want to get the AC, the, you know, the heating system checked again. Your, your air conditioning system okay. should be checked twice a year, spring and fall, you know, getting ready for winter, getting ready for summer. Um, the other things, though, you know, for yourself that you can do, obviously when we're coming into the winter months, cover the hose bibs. Uh, outside, you know, to make sure that they don't freeze. Check up in the attic. Now, most of our plumbing in North Texas is under the, the foundation, but mm-hmm. in some areas, it does go up into the attic. Uh, a lot of times, if people have, say, the water heater in the attic, you got pipes going up to it. Check the insulation on those pipes to make sure it's all intact all the way to all the joints and, and everything at the insulation is in contact with each other everywhere if you end up with a just a a, you know a quarter inch gap in the insulation if we have another hard freeze like we had last winter that's enough to freeze that one little spot there and so the insulation is is a huge factor Um, now beyond that a lot of times people are wanting to close up vents and things like that thinking that's going to help that actually makes problems worse. Leave all your venting alone, and uh, that's just something that has to be year-round because the vents are more than just for heat. It's for the humidity as well. And what happens in the winter months when people close those vents up, the humidity gets so high in the attic, it starts ruining the insulation, and they can't understand why their power bills go up so much because the insulation's not doing its job properly because it's got too much humidity in it. So, you know, check, have the AC system checked up. Make sure all the insulation is good on the pipes and everything. And that should take care of you getting you ready for winter. Okay. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You take care. This comes from Todd in Scurry. He says, hi, Jim. Depending on season, wet or dry, my foundation shifts and cracks come and go. Due West came out and said no work is needed. Maybe a drip system. I see there are companies that inject a solution into the soil below the house that is supposed to freeze the molecules into place so they don't expand, contract ever again. Is this legit? Could it solve my issue? Thank you. Well, I guess the first question I have for you is, did you water, like, Due West, my company, told you to do. All foundation problems are caused by moving soil. They, When they dry out, they shrink. When they get wet, they'll expand again, but not as much as they were the time before. And after years of going through those cycles, that's where you end up having settlement. So can they inject? It's done all the time. I will tell you, though, it is not even close to 100%. It's not even a 50% success rate. I think the last time I looked, it's something like a 65% failure rate on the injection working because it all depends on the type 
of soil that's on your property. And they just blanket inject all these different soils. And it, it's, it's very specific on which soils it's going to work on. So you need to take a look at the moisture. It's impossible to keep the soil dry all the time. So you keep it moist and keep it expanded. And uh, if you don't, I, I can guarantee you, you'll be calling again needing foundation work done. Uh, I mean, that's, that's just the way it is. Now, if you need some instructions on how to properly water a foundation, go to our website, thipro.com. Uh, there's a link there for our YouTube page where we actually have a video on YouTube how to do a do-it-yourself system. If you don't want to do it yourself, obviously you can call Due West and we'd be more than happy to put in a commercial type system in for you that that is a drip irrigation system to maintain that foundation. And let me tell you, that's far less expensive than trying to do soil injection as well. Let's head down to Granberry. Jeff, how are you today? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? I'm doing great. We're we're looking at uh, we just purchased seven acres and we were going to build last year and the price of material went through the roof, so we held off and then we decided we were going to build turn our house plans into a barn dominium. So we were looking at um, a metal structure versus a wood structure, and then frame it out on the inside. And now all of a sudden the price of material's gone down considerably. What's yep. your opinion on the, you know, uh, financially? Which way is a better system, better way to build? You know, my office in Dallas is is basically a barn dominium. I built a metal building and put the stick construction inside. I'm going to tell you, you're really not saving a lot when you build barn dominium versus doing regular conventional construction because you still got the the wood frame you know the studs and everything going in you still got the sheetrock the only big difference is instead of putting siding on it you've got the metal building where the barn dominiums make sense is if you want to have living area and shop area but if if you're going to do the whole thing into living quarters i I wouldn't bother I, i would just put regular put hardy siding or brick or whatever you want on it uh, because you're going to spend that much doing a metal building. I understand completely. That's that's what I wanted to know, and you answered my questions. Now, uh, on insulation, is spray foam the way to go? And on the, the, the roof itself, what do you do? What do you recommend for insulating the attic okay on insulation uh spray foam in the walls is great because you got limited space in the attic i typically recommend going with conventional you can go look at the milo insulation or fiberglass insulation because you've got all the space in the world to get the r value you want in the walls you're limited in space and that's the reason for the foam because it's got a higher r value inch per inch Just a reminder, it's a huge help if you subscribe to, rate, and review the podcast. It helps people find us. Tommy in the Colony, how can I help you? Thanks. I have a question. Two weeks ago, the sink in my bathroom, I walked in there, and it was up to the top with 
And so I bailed out as much water as I could and poured in um, this clog remover. Uh-huh. Not drain note, but hair clog remover. And it went the rest of the way down. Well, the next day I went in there and it was half full. And this is clear water. Right. Uh, and I used a plunger, and I, that was two weeks ago. I haven't had a problem since. My question is, where did that water come from? The air conditioner. Oh. That, that your uh, condensate line typically will go to a bathroom sink and tie in under the sink, and your drain line had a plug in it, so the air conditioner was still draining, and it was filling the sink up. Okay, so I've, now that I've got it unstopped, there's nothing I need to worry about. No, sir. Yeah, just make sure you keep an eye on it uh, because you will periodically have to unclog it probably like that. Harvey, welcome to Texas Home Improvement. Hello. Yes, sir. How can I help you? Well, with these uh, the freeze that we had this year or yeah. last year, whatever it was, the concrete around my pool raised up. It okay. didn't sink. And I want to know, it, it went down a little bit, but it's still up about three-quarters to an inch. And I want to know if there's a way to get it down. And and it's just a pool deck that you're trying to get down or the pool itself? No, the pool didn't raise up, just the concrete around it. Okay. And I know that they can raise it, but I don't know if they can drop yeah, it. Yeah, uh, th- there's not a, a way to drop it that I'm aware of. And what I'm wondering is what's going on that's actually causing it to raise that way. Is, is it only in one area or is it all the way around the pool? No, it's just in, in cert, you know, just on the one side. And, and it was no problem until we had this that big freeze. Yeah. And I suspect that the, you know, what water was underneath there with all the rain and everything froze and it you know, it expanded and, and raised it up, but it didn't. It dropped down about a half inch, but there's still about a three quarters of an inch that you know to make it level. It's almost kind of like a trip hazard. Yeah, yeah. Chances are, then, what happened was when it got pushed up, uh, there may be rebar that's going into the pool itself in right. order to hold it in place, and that got bent and, and is not allowing it to settle back down. Uh, there's an expansion joint typically between the pool deck and the pool itself. Right. And if you can look down into that, and you may have to take some of the material out to do that and see if there's rebar down in there. If there is, you could cut that rebar with, you know, with a uh, oh, yeah, long cut-off wheel or something. Or, yeah, any, any number of things like that. And that would probably allow it to drop back down. Okay. All right. I I didn't know if, like I say, your company did just the opposite of what you do. So. <laughs> yeah. No. The, now I w- I have lowered structures and stuff. Uh, and you may want to take a look at trying this. Way I've had to do it in the past is I just load it with weight that's unreal. I mean, um, I've had corners of houses or or uh, you know one side of a house that has heaved. And we'll undermine it and lower it back down. Doesn't want to go by itself. I start adding concrete products. And I've been known to take two and three 18-wheeler loads of blocks and and stuff into (laughs) people's homes in order to 
load it up with enough weight to get it to drop. That's what I was, you know, thinking about doing. Yep. Uh, so it okay, does it well, does it does work. Okay. Well, then I'll have to find a bunch of weight. There you go. <laughs> okay, thank you. You bet. Take care. David in Lake Jackson, how can I help you? I'm trying to I need to replace the privacy fence I lost during the storm. And uh-huh. I was wanting some help with some design specs. So my privacy fence faces an open field. So it always gets a front north south. I'm always exposed to the typical southeasterly wind. And I'm looking to put up a cedar privacy fence. I want it to be about seven and a half, eight foot tall. As I'm next to a major thoroughfare, and I'm going to put an eight foot cap, um, a cedar cap on the top of it. And I'm trying to put together a couple of things on it. Namely, I'm wondering how deep. Should a post go, and what should the spacing be, and what should the hole size? How big a big a hole should I put for a four or by four post? Okay. As far as the depth of your hole, since you're going up eight feet with it, uh, you you're going to want to have your fence post three to four feet down. Uh, and, and the main reason for that, the soils, you know, when they dry out, they'll shrink. And if you don't have that post far enough in the ground, it's going to become wobbly on you. And so that's go, what happened to me before. It just yep. started leaning slightly after about four years. Yep. Yeah. So go down three, four feet with it. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean the post itself has to go all the way down. So here's the trick. You, dr- you, you put a hole that's uh, six to eight inches in diameter. You can put uh, dry concrete in the bottom and then start filling, put your post in and start filling the hole with the dry concrete, packing it with the end of a shovel as you're coming up, keeping your post level. And by the time you get to the top, the, the post is nice and solid to where you can start building on it right away. Moisture from the soil will soak into the concrete and set it up. And oh, that, awesome. that'll take care of all, all the problems. I would not put more than, say, 12 inches of concrete in the bottom to set your post on, though. Okay, that was going to be my next question. So if I have a four-foot hole, um, how much wood should be in the hole? Three feet. Three feet. Yeah, so you can it, it, uh, you know, basically get a 12-foot post. Uh, yeah. Because you know, you're going to want to run your... Uh, since you're going to put a cap on top, you're going to want your post to run all the way to the top so that you got something to attach the cap to. Okay. And then you can put three to four foot of that post in the ground. That'll leave you the eight foot sticking up out of the ground. Awesome. And so then the other question is I experienced with the other fence rotting at the uh, soil, uh, yep. soil-to-air interface. Is there anything to do to help prevent that or mitigate that or protect it? There is. When you're, pour, when you're putting that dry concrete mix in, dome it on the top so water that gets on it runs off of it. Uh, what happens a lot of times is the concrete is indentioned down and under the ground, and so water ponds on top of that concrete and just literally rots the post away. Bring that concrete up to just above ground level and dome it so that the concrete doesn't hold the water on top. 
Okay. And, and you, you asked about your spacing? Oh, yes. Eight foot spacing. Yo, you're okay with eight foot? Okay. Oh, yeah. I've seen, I've seen seven, I've seen eight, and my neighbor actually did his at six foot. You can do six if you want, but eight foot would be fine, uh, you know, because you're putting your posts in good. Uh, and then you're you're going to have a top rail, and then you should have at least three other rails plus the bottom. Uh, and that's going to make it a good rigid fence. So regarding the rails, do you prefer that they get towed in, or, should, or do you like them to be nailed to the face of the 4x4? Four four either way. Uh, I've, I've done it both ways, and it just depends on what I have for space that I'm working with and if I'm trying to match anything back. Okay. And what about fasteners? What do you recommend? Screws. Don't, don't use nails. Nails tend to pull out over time, and yeah. uh, screws, screws are a lot more permanent, and they make regular fence screws that you can get that have coatings on them. Use yeah, those. an exterior screw. Yep. Okay. And what else should I have asked you that I haven't? Cedar versus uh, treated. So I'm planning on going with um, cedar pickets, and then I was going to go with treated on the uh, post and the rails, and then the cap is going to be cedar. Yep. That's exactly awesome. how you should do it. All right, then. I, I'm not familiar with using the dry concrete. That's different. Yeah. Gonna, I'll give you... It, it works extremely well. I do all all my holes that way. And uh, that way you, you're able to start working on it immediately. You don't have to wait for concrete to set up and all that stuff. Uh, now, I'm going to give you another trick on leveling the post. Take a, Take two pieces of string. Tie them together in the middle and put a washer on all four pieces that are hanging down. Hang that over each side on the top of the post. You can tell exactly when it's level because all four washers are touching. Well, that's, that's a cool idea. Yeah. All right. I okay. got to take a quick break. I'll, I have to let you go, David. Good luck Thank with you. the fence. You bet. Right. I'm going to start off with a drainage question that came in from Barbara late yesterday and she says I have a 100 year old home with a pyramid beam foundation built on grade when there's heavy rain water washes under the house causing the foundation to shift so much I cannot open the back door over the years I have cons consulted many drain experts and tried many things none of which have worked what do you suggest thank you for the time Barbara well, and uh, Barbara's up at at Livingston. So, Barbara, I I, I got to be honest. I'm not sure what they've suggested and what's been done. So it, it's hard for me to make a suggestion, uh, especially without looking at the property. But it, it's going to depend on how the grade is and stuff. Uh, if the water is actually coming down a hill and and washing underneath the house, we need to re divert the water so it's not washing under the house. And there's several ways of doing that. Sometimes it's just a matter of cutting a little swale with a berm to redirect the water around the house. Other times you got to put in a drain system. Sometimes it's even requiring a French drain to catch subsurface water. Uh, it could be even a retaining wall. I mean, it just depends on the s 
situation as far as how that water is coming down. So if you want to call my office at Due West, one of my guys would be more than happy to look at it. Uh, you can reach us at 713-473-7156. Let's go over to Northwest Houston. Arlene? That's me. <laughs> How can I help you today? I am highly allergic to something in my house. I had like I had a, a mold mildew guy come, and he said there was nothing. I had my carpet chemically cleaned. I eventually did get a room purifier, and that does help. Well, this past week, we had no electricity because of Nicholas, uh -huh. and I start feeling really sick again, very painful. Okay, so you've had the house 28 years. You started having issues two years ago, and what was yeah. done to the house, say, two and a half years ago? Anything? Well, I had the outside of the house painted, and I had the eaves all replaced. Okay. Uh, other than that, no. Uh-uh. Okay. And you don't smell anything musty or, or moldy in the house, correct? Well, you know, not now because I had the air purifier, but it I always would breathe in on clean air. Always. Mm-hmm. It was weird. I thought, this is crazy. On clean air. Hmm. Well, um, and you've been getting the AC system serviced on a regular basis. Getting what? Your air conditioning system serviced yes. twice a year. Yes. Yes. So the the coils and everything have been being kept clean on it. Uh, uh huh. So beyond that, where I would start looking is going to be some type of minor drip or mist of water that's keeping some area hidden behind a wall wet where it can grow a mold or a mildew or something like that. Is this a slab? Yes. Concrete slab? Okay. Uh, and how old is the home? I know you've had it 28 years, but... Right. It was built in 1955. And have the, the uh, cast iron pipes been replaced under it yet? Yes. Okay. Was that done by tunneling or by rerouting? Uh, rerouting. Okay. Um. You know, when I did write the email and you answered on the phone, some uh -huh. whoever in your party emailed me back the little short um, conversation that you put out there. And at the time, you said if it was built in the 50s and it's on a slab, that a lot of the homes between the outer and inner wall is where I'm going to have trouble. That yep, because stayed it, with me. <laughs> there's, no, there's no insulation in there. And so if yeah. water gets in there, it really doesn't show to the inside of the house very easily. And so it, it can be all kinds of stuff festering inside the wall that you're just not aware of. Yeah. Well, there's nothing I can do about that. Well, there, there is, uh, but it's got to be located as far as what's going on. Um, so it, my first inclination would be to have a 
check for leaks done on the potable water lines. Uh, you know, that's just the water coming into the house to make sure that there's not, like I said, some type of pinhole leak or something that's just causing all this. Then the secondary thing is is going to be, have, have you had any type of uh, mold testing done or anything? Yeah, last year I I had the guy come up for mold and mildew and test. He put the machine in every room and said it was fine. Okay. Well, then we probably don't need to be searching for that. Uh, what we probably need to be looking for is going to be more of uh, building materials that are used in the house that might have been changed out or something along that line. Or, I'm going to be mean here, but I'm going to go back to the having pets in the house that you maybe have become allergic to it. Well, that would be an easy fix, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, you, you would think so, but for a lot of people it's not because, oh, well, that's part of my family and I, I can't get rid of the dog. But, you know, if, if it's going to make you sick, you get rid of the dog. Uh, but here... Have you talked with your doctor at all to, to be checked to make sure you don't have some allergies? Well, I just talked to my PCP. I didn't go to an allergy allergist. Allergist. Yeah. No. I would get checked for allergies because that would narrow it down what to search for in the home. And like yeah. I said, if, it, it very well could be the pet because a lot of people, that happens to them and they just don't even realize it. Okay, Richard in South Carolina has a garage door, cracks on bottom and side. And basically the question is, is there a way to keep bugs from entering under the garage door at the floor? Is there a retrofit way to channel the door bottom into a metal tight seal? I use sticky roach tape at bottom of the door corners from the inside presently to trap them. Many thanks. I got to be honest with you. There's not. Those doors are not meant to be sealed up tight, and so yeah, you're not going to find a way to uh, seal it up where where bugs can't get in. And quite frankly, you can have a, a brick home and the bugs can find a way in. The houses are not built that tight, and definitely a garage is not built that tight. So what you have to do is. is you know, put stuff out that's a deterrent to keep them from wanting to come in to begin with. Uh, and like those tacky strips you got, hey, that's a way to stop them once they're coming in. But that's really what you're going to be stuck doing is, is that type of process. You've just heard the best calls and questions from Texas Home Improvement. For more information about our show, go to THIPro.com.